0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading & Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading & Learning. This is episode number 156. The title of today's show is, Who is the Holy Spirit? I was Teaching a course on the Acts of the Apostles not too long ago, and a question came up um, during the discussion time Who is this Holy Spirit? I, I understand God, or at least I understand the concept of God, and I can wrap my head around Jesus, but who is this Holy Spirit that we're constantly seeing at work in the Acts of the Apostles and that we hear? Being talked about in our church, and just so you know, my church has a uh, has its roots in the Pentecostal slash Charismatic movement. Um, it's a uh, it it's fairly tame in how it it's outworked, but we do believe in in a second work of the Holy Spirit. We believe in being empowered and filled by the Holy Spirit, and we believe in the presence of spiritual gifts in our lives, the lives of the church, the lives of the believers. And, you know, if you look around the world for the last 20 or 30 years, the fastest growing churches in the world are churches that we would say are spirit-filled. Churches with their roots in the Pentecostal or Charismatic Movement. Churches that acknowledge and allow the Holy Spirit to have freedom in their services. And, you know, there are obviously two schools of thought because there are um, those in the evangelical world that kind of lean the other way and don't believe that uh, many of the Holy Spirit's uh, works and gifts are for today. And, you know, I'll just have to ask him if we can agree to disagree. But in this lesson, I want to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. He is obviously the most misunderstood person. Uh, person in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, and and we do have our, our have trouble wrapping our heads around who He is and what He does, and and obviously in a in a short podcast like this, there's no way we can answer every question. But what I do want to do is I want to uh, touch on some of what Jesus said in John's Gospel in John chapters 14. Through chapter 16, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure. Now, imagine Jesus, who you've been following, who you love, who is the Messiah in your mind, and now he's telling you, he's he's obviously prepping you for the fact that he's going to be going away. That just can't be good news. Um, You know, you don't understand this whole crucifixion thing that he's predicting, um, you don't understand the fact that he has to go away. I mean, you thought he was going to come and restore the kingdom. And now he's saying, Oh no, I'm I'm actually leaving, but it's better for you if I go away. That just doesn't make any sense. And so he begins to teach them many things in in uh in in, in John, really in chapters 13 through 16. But in 14 to 16 especially, he highlights. The person of the Holy Spirit. He calls him a helper. Another helper is the way it's translated in most English translations. But the Greek word there is uh, parakletos. And we really don't have a good word to translate that. We don't have a very good concept in English for what parakletos means. It's often translated as advocate, counselor, helper, um, comforter even. But those really don't do the word justice and so what I want to do is I just want to pull out a few verses that Jesus used here in, in John 14 to 16 that talk about the, the work of this, this parakletos, this this helper, this comforter, if you will. And even though we can't really translate that word well, we can at least see the concepts that the writer was wanting to give us. And the first the first passage I want to look at is in John 14. Uh, verses 16 to 17, it says, Jesus says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, this is that parakletos word, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. So first of all, Jesus is saying that this this Holy Spirit, this helper, this parakletos, is going to be with you forever. Um, He was making it clear he was not going to be with them forever. And the reality is, even though Jesus was absolutely amazing, God in the flesh, he limited his godness, if you will, by coming to earth as a man. Uh, I mean, think about it. His nature was divine, but as a man, he couldn't be everywhere at one time. He was limited in his power. He got tired and had to go to sleep. He had to eat. His body got weak, and eventually that body was put to death. So, so there were limits to what he could do and where he could be, and you know, and that was on purpose. He wanted to become one of us, which is amazing. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, he is able to live in each one of us. He's able to be with each one of us. And if like he says here in John, he's that he will be with us forever. And, you know, of course, the disciples didn't understand that. It seems so much better to have flesh and blood, Jesus, than to have the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. But as we will see later in the book of Acts, which initially is where this conversation came from, um, when you see in the book of Acts, Jesus now working in and through and with his disciples doing the same kinds of things that he did while he was here on earth. So, so Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will come, this spirit of truth he calls him, this other helper he calls him, and he'll be with you forever. The second thing I think it's worth looking at is here in verse 26 of chapter 14 of John. Jesus says, But the helper, the, the Paracletos, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. So the Holy Spirit is going to come and teach us. Well, how does he do that? Well, he does it in several ways. First of all, he does it in conjunction with his word. The Bible is is, is inspired by the Holy Spirit, Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 3. He says, all scripture is is God-breathed or is inspired and is profitable for teaching and for correction and for training and so with the holy spirit inside of us as we read the word you'll find that it'll begin to come alive to you i can't tell you how many times in in my years of being a christian how I've, I've heard other people say that you know i just never liked to read the bible but then when the holy spirit filled me when i when i you know when i became a christian or when i asked the holy spirit to fill me with his power and presence the Word of God, the Bible, began to come alive. I began to see things I'd never seen before, and the Holy Spirit inside of me began to teach me. And this is also will carry over into uh, a corporate setting, because there's something powerful, there's something tangible that happens when the Word of God is preached and taught under the inspiration and anointing of the Holy Spirit. Um, When we hear an inspired message, the Holy Spirit will inside of us apply that message to where we need it. Um If you're a pastor or preacher or teacher, you know what I'm talking about, but you you've probably had somebody come up to you at some point after you've preached a message and they'll say, oh, pastor, that point that you made about this thing really impacted me. And then when you think about it, you think, you know, I really didn't say that. I really didn't even preach about that thing. I was preaching about something else. But yet the Holy Spirit took the word of God that you are preaching and applied it to somebody's life. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He reveals his truth to us. Do not go away. We'll be right back on Leading and Learning. We've still got two more, uh, excuse me, three more exciting uh, points to talk about the Holy Spirit. But before we do, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Peter and Paul and Acts. This was my first book, and it's a handbook to guide you as you read the Acts of the Apostles. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, this lesson was inspired by a question that came from somebody who was taking a course I was teaching on Acts. And so um, Acts of the Apostles, I've used it as a textbook for courses I've taught for many years. It's It's a great resource to help you understand the Acts of the Apostles. Check it out. Um, it's available as an ebook or as a, you can get it in paper copy. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes. You can read a few pages on Amazon, kind of get a feel for it. But it's a great resource that will help you as you read through Acts of the Apostles. But it also is going to give you a little bit of insight into Luke's gospel because we know that Luke wrote both documents. And so I actually did a bit of an introduction into Luke's gospel as well as the Acts of the Apostles. So check it out. I know you'll love it. Well, all right, we're back, and we've talked about how the Holy Spirit, the the Helper, the Paracletos, will be with us forever, and we've also talked about how he will be our teacher. He's going to reveal things to us. You know, Paul said in Philippians 1.6, he said, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. And that that work is being completed in us by, by us cooperating with the Holy Spirit. It's not just me. I can't change myself. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit working inside of me. But I do have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and let Him do His work inside of me. So, He will be with you forever. He'll be your teacher. And then number three... The Holy Spirit's going to point us back to Jesus. Look in chapter 15 of John, verse 26. Uh, John says, But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. He will bear witness about me. And then the next verse says, And you'll bear witness because you've been with me from the beginning. So the Holy Spirit's going to bear witness about Jesus in our lives, and then we're going to bear witness about Jesus as well. You know, this is so important that the Holy Spirit's not trying to call attention to Himself. And and look, I realize that there are are those Spirit-filled churches that do get a bad rap because everything's about the Holy Spirit. And, and, but make no mistake, the Holy Spirit is God. He is part of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But in his, in his purest form, in, in, in his uh, purest work, he wants to point people back to Jesus. Paul tells us that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul tells us that it's all the mysteries of God are hidden in Christ. So the Holy Spirit always wants to point us back and reveal more of Jesus to us. How awesome is that? He wants to help us understand more about Jesus. But don't forget, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. He wants to do, he does do the same things that Jesus did. He says the words that Jesus spoke. The Holy Spirit always reminds us and takes us back. If you hear something that's contrary to something Jesus would do, that's probably not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always works in conjunction with what Jesus has already done. And then the next one is the Holy Spirit convicts. In John 16, verse 8, it says, And when He comes, He will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. You know, this is such an important work of the Holy Spirit. Because, and if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. You know, before you were a Christian, you did things without even thinking about them. They were just who you were. They just You didn't think twice about engaging in certain activities. But after you became a Christian, after you'd been a Christian for a little while, you begin to feel a twinge of conviction. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should stop smoking. Maybe I need to stop sleeping with my girlfriend. Maybe I need to stop watching these kinds of movies. And... Nobody preached at you, nobody said anything, or maybe they did, but in so many cases, it's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, convicting us of sin. And that is the most amazing thing is, you know, and and we, we say in our church all the time, when you become a Christian, we don't hand you a list of rules, we preach the truth And we give freedom to the Holy Spirit to operate. Because He can do more in your life in five minutes than I could ever do. You know, I mean, I could preach and preach and preach and preach. But when the Holy Spirit comes and just whispers something to you, you know, that's going to be a much more long-lasting work. So the Holy Spirit... Convicts, and he don't. He not only convicts us of sin, he also convicts us of righteousness, as John tells us here. He convicts us of the right things to do. You may have never thought about, you know, how important it is to get up on a Sunday morning and go to church. But after you became a Christian, you thought, you know what? I need to do that. Or, you know, you may have never considered uh, creating a Bible reading habit, but now you can't imagine going through your day without reading the Bible because the Holy Spirit has convicted you of that. So the Holy Spirit convicts he works inside of us. And then the last one that we want to discuss is the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth. listen to this is John 16 verse 13 and 14 it says when the Spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Remember we said he's the Spirit of Jesus. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So he's going to guide us into all truth, and he's going to glorify Jesus. And, you know, this is interesting because we live in a a truth-deprived culture. You know, we live in a society, we live in a culture where every truth is is elevated. Your truth, my truth, their truth, everybody has truth. And we lift and we elevate all these levels of truth and we give them the same amount of authority and we say, yeah, whatever's true for you is fine. But in reality, God's Word teaches us that there is an ultimate truth. And Jesus told us, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God but by me. So there is an ultimate truth. And thankfully, God gives His Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us into all truth. He sends His Spirit inside of us, and He does this through His Word. He does this through conviction. He does this through guiding us towards the truth. And it's also helping us to see things that aren't true. You know, when I was a police officer, a friend of mine went to a, a specialized course on counterfeit money. He was an investigator, and this course was put on by the Secret Service. And he came back, and he was, I was asking him about the class. He said, yeah, the first day they, 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 they sat us down, and, and they gave us all a $20 bill and said, find out you know, what's wrong with it. And so he thought, Oh, you know, I've got this counterfeit do- and I've got this counterfeit twenty dollar bill. I've got to find out what's wrong with it. So everybody's finding things that are wrong with this twenty dollar bill. And after about 15 minutes, the instructor said, Okay, I set you guys up. That's not counterfeit. I handed you a real $20 bill. There's nothing wrong with it. It's perfect. He said, in this course, We're not really going to look that much at counterfeit money. We're going to study the truth. And when we study the truth, it's very easy to spot the fake. And you know, it's like that in life. If you've got the truth of God inside of you, it's so very easy to spot that which is not really true. Well, I hope this has helped you. We've talked about, we've, we've asked the question, who is the Holy Spirit? And we've, we've just scratched the surface, I realize that. We're only looking at John's Gospel, and we may eventually look at some other passages from some other writers. But I think this gives us a starting point to discuss who the Holy Spirit is and what His work is in our lives. We talked about the fact that He'll be with us forever. He's the presence of God in our lives forever. He's going to be our teacher. He's going to reveal Himself to us. He's going to teach us from His Word and, and through others. Um, He's going to point us back to Jesus. Everything revolves around Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. He convicts us. He convicts us of sin. He convicts us of righteousness, and we didn't mention this one, but he also convicts us of judgment, that there is going to be a judgment, and we need to live our lives in the light of that. If we lived our lives every day in the the, the light of the fact that one day we're going to be judged for how we live, My goodness, wouldn't that really affect the way we live our lives? And then lastly, he'll guide us into all truth, and he'll glorify Jesus. And when we glorify Jesus, we're really glorifying the one who is the the ultimate truth. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the Holy Spirit and his ministry in our lives today? Um, Did I miss something um, is there something else from these passages of Scripture that, that stands out to you? Let me know. Go to davidspell.com. Leave your question or comment in the comments section for today's post. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Check out my resources on my book page. Check out my, uh, my consulting business. Just take a look. Spend some time on the website. I think you'll like it. But uh, make sure you subscribe to get my free newsletter. It's a great way for us to stay in touch. Well, friends, until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to stay close to the Holy Spirit.